Welcome to the Grafton Baptist Podcast. For more information about our church, please visit graftonbaptist.com. This was a very interesting topic, okay? Uh, there's a lot to cover, so let's go through it. Uh, but it is sad when you cannot trust a person's word, right? We, we, we know, we all know people that you can trust, you know, uh, um, Irving comes to mind. When, when I thought of someone trustworthy, you know, what he said is what he did, right? Uh, uh, I think of my father as well, you know. If he tells me something, I know it's going to happen or he's going to make it happen. But in my life, I also know of people that I can't trust. Uh, I, I can't trust them uh, with, with things that they say they'll do and they just don't do it. And, and I know that, and we all know people like that. Now the question is, what kind of person are you, right? Uh, because that's, that, that gets a little bit more tricky because we tend to make uh, concessions for ourselves that we don't give to other people. So open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5, verse 33. And before we begin, as we're learning in our Bible study, let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we are about to open the scriptures. So we're asking for guidance and wisdom, Lord, for a willing heart, a heart of humility. Lord, help us to engage our minds and meditate on your words as you want us to do. Lord, thank you for your word that is eternal, that is perfect, that we can rely upon. Or that this day you might be glorified at Grafton. Lord, not my words, but your words. And I pray this in your name. Amen. So let us remember what was happening here. In Matthew 5, verse 33, the purpose was to give knowledge to the citizens of the kingdom of God. So that we might be able to live according to the laws that our king has given us. We are to be people that tell the truth. We are to be people that never speak any lies. Remember that Jesus was telling the people of Israel that God's law is not to be used like man's law. And I've said this over and over again. They distorted the law with the hope of getting away with as much as possible. Isn't that what we all do? They thought that the law of God was just a collection of black and white rules. But the Lord is giving its true meaning and its place. The Bible is not just a rule book. And sometimes that's how we approach it. Huh? That's how we see people approach it. When, when, uh, when we talk about issues of today, you know, we, we tend to use the Bible as that just a rule book. Oh, the Bible says we shouldn't do this. And that's, that's, that's how we use the Bible. But the Bible is more than that. It's more than just the book of the law. The scriptures are to be meditated upon. <laughs> Not to be used for my own agenda. Right? We are to meditate on the scriptures. We see that in this day and age, people use the laws. In our society, 
we use the laws and we try to find ways around them, right? We like to get close, as close as possible to the edge. For my advantage, for my personal gain, and my own agenda. Our heart is deceitful. Our heart is deceitful. So the Lord said through Jeremiah regarding the tribe of Judah in, in, in Jeremiah chapter 17. And you don't have to go there. Let me read that for you. The sin of Judah is written with a pen of iron. With a point of diamond. It is engraved on the tablet of their heart. And on the horns of their altars. It is everywhere. The wickedness of, your, of the heart is everywhere. It's within you. And it's expressed out even in your worship. And, and, and that's definitely true. And verse number five, it says, uh, thus says the Lord, curse is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, whose trust is the Lord. He's like a tree planted by water. And this is just a parallel of Psalm 1 that sends his roots by the stream. And does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green. And it's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. The person that trusts the advice of the Lord has nothing to be afraid of. The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can understand it? The Lord searched the heart and test the mind to give every mind Every man according to his ways, according to the fruit of his deeds. It's the Lord that searches the heart. So let us go to our text. Remember that the Lord Jesus was speaking with authority. With authority of a priest. With authority of a lawgiver. And king. And king. And we looked in Matthew chapter 2 that Jesus was a shepherd king as well. Why, why a, a, a shepherd king? Because he is guiding us. He's hiding our hearts to a place of repentance. <laughs> He's guiding us to a place of repentance and grace. A place of renewal of the mind. A place of humility. Instead of the arrogance of knowledge of this world. A place to engage your mind and meditate on scripture. He knows our hearts, so he's the only one that is able to speak about them with 100% certainty. He didn't come to abolish the law, but give its true meaning. So in a world where we find that the truth is almost impossible to find, our Lord is calling us to live in a different way. And here we are. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not soar falsely, but you shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, but I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, or you can make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this comes from evil. What would people make oaths back in the Old Testament? 
Well, they, sometimes people make oaths uh, just, just, just to promise personal piety, you know, uh, out of closeness to God, out of wanting to dedicate yourself to the Lord. People also would make oaths of gratitude or to improve personally or in times of need. And there were also oaths like uh, Samson, for example, the Nazareth vow. So there were all sorts of oaths. And in the law, what the teachers of the law did is that they divided this oaths in two types of oaths. An unbound oath. Okay? Just your word. Just your word. Just, just saying, I'll do something. I promise I'll do something. Okay? That, that was just an unbounding oath that if you didn't fulfill, it was okay. And then the bounding oath. This oath legally requires you to tell the truth because you swear by God. Then they trusted. They were able to trust people when they swore by God. Because there was a, a curse, there was, there was a punishment if you didn't carry out your oath. So those, those were the two kinds of oaths that they have back then. So what is the issue? What, what was the issue that Jesus was trying to address? Many laws had developed around this issue that allow oaths to be broken if they were not made in the name of God Almighty. If you soar by heaven, by the earth, by the throne of God or Jerusalem, they thought your oath was non-binding. So that was the issue. People would swear, but they wouldn't fulfill their promises. Their worth meant nothing. This is an issue. This is an issue. So what does the Old Testament tell us? You don't have to go there. Deuteronomy says, if you make a vow to the Lord your God, you shall not delay fulfilling it. For the Lord your God will surely require it of you, and you will be guilty of sin. Leviticus says, you shall not swear by my name falsely, and so profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Number says, if a man vows a vow to the Lord, or swears an oath to bind himself by a pledge, he shall not break his word, he shall do according to all that proceeds out of his mouth. So they wanted to keep the law, but continue with the wickedness of their hearts. In Jesus' days, many, many thought that an oath could, could be broken if it wasn't made in the name of God. This practice would conform to the letter of the law. It was legal. Legally, they were okay. But it doesn't conform to the spirit of the law. That was what Jesus was getting at. The spirit of the law. The commandment to swear, it was just a reinforcement due to our wicked nature. But as believers, we shouldn't have need for that. Our speech should be truthful all the time. If we, say, if we swear vows... By created things, not by God, in order to just get away with what we want to do. We have not submitted to God's concern for the truth. Jesus is just simply telling the people, do not swear, do not make an oath if you're not intended to keep that oath. Speak the truth. Just speak the truth. People corrupt the scripture and want to get away, but still fulfill the law. So trust was death. And, and, and that's terrible in a society. That is terrible in a society. 
I come from a different place. And the reality is that where I come from, you can trust very few people. It's really difficult. And you might say, oh, here, here is also, it's not as bad. It's fundamental for working society that our word means something. It's fundamental. And we ought to set an example to the world. The Lord said, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. Lies. People who tell lies. Jesus, go to John chapter 8. Please. Jesus was speaking to the scribes and the Pharisees. He tells them something. Uh, you'll see. John chapter 8, verse 44. You are of your father, the devil. And your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character for he's a liar and the father of lies. It is important to understand that Satan is the father of lies. It's not a small issue to lie. Lies are satanic. Lies weaken your character. Lies deform you. Why? How, how do they deform you? They present you in a different way than what you really are. You're not being truthful. It presents you in a way that pushes your agenda. They make you either uh, be uh, someone that is suffering in the eyes of everybody, right? Or someone that is a hero in the eyes of everybody. They make you look stronger than you are, more important than you are. They make you the center of attention. Lies are selfish. If you don't tell the truth, the truth about you will never be revealed. To you <laughs> because let me tell you a secret okay let me tell you a secret and, and and this is this is really important that we remember okay people see you <laughs> you're just deceiving yourself you're just deceiving yourself if you're not truthful the truth about yourself cannot be revealed whoever conceals their sin does not prosper but the one who confesses and renounces renounce them finds mercy. Proverbs 28, 13. Lies deform you. Lies impede your growth. What I say, it's all that needs to be known. Isn't that what Satan did? The word of God against Satan. My word is better. See, it's not a small issue. It's satanic. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is really important that you understand. Lies make you a slave. Because you're in, in, in a never-ending circle of lies that continues to grow with each step that you take. So those are lies. What about the truth? There on John chapter 8, verse 31. 
So Jesus said to the Jews who had belief in him, If you abide in my words, you are truly my disciples. And you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. They answered him, We're offspring of Abraham. I've never been enslaved to anyone. How is it that you say you will become free? Jesus answered them, Truly, truly, I say to you, everyone who practices sin is a slave to sin. The slave does not remain in the house forever. The son remains forever. If the son sets you free, you will be free indeed. Why tell the truth then? The truth sets you free. You will be free. You will search that which is real. Your eyes will be open to the reality of who you are and who he is compared to you. Another thing. It's not a choice. Lying is not a choice. Lying is a way of life. Either you tell the truth or you're a liar. There's no in-between. You know, we, we like to say that it's, we, we would like to think that, oh, I just made a mistake. No. It's a way of life. It's, it's your personal philosophy of life. It's the values that distinguish you as a person. Or us as a church, as an organization, or as a society. <laughs> You're either a believer of the truth or of your father, the devil. So what about me? What about me? In the words of Micah, and this is in 1 Kings chapter 22, as the Lord lives, what the Lord says to me. That I will speak the truth. There's a necessity in society to tell the truth. As believers and as a church, we have an important role to play in our community. In our country, we ought to be markers of truth. Lights in the darkness. Salt of the earth. It is difficult to find truth today. It's almost impossible. This is because the world is dominated by the father of lies. lies. We expect our government to lie to us. We expect our friends to lie to us. We know that sometimes they don't tell us the truth. We just dismiss that. Some, even myself, I don't tell the truth sometimes. I, we just dismiss it. Our teachers, our fathers, our wife, our kids, just expect it. It's satanic. It's of the devil. It's not right. I love the Jewish tradition regarding speech. Speech has a very important place in the Jewish tradition. Isn't that, isn't, didn't the Lord use speech to bring forth everything we know and everything we see? It distinguishes us from animals. And we can accomplish a lot of things through speech. Have you ever been so confused and you just talked to someone um, and, and you're talking and talking and the person never says anything and at the end you're so thankful for that person you're like thank you so much you helped me so much and the person's like why what did I do I didn't do anything no you really helped because speech brings order right sometimes all the things that you have in your mind once you say them they fall into the proper order 
one another, we can accomplish a lot of things through speech. A lot of things. In a sense, it is an emulation. It is, it is, uh, we are doing the same thing that God did in the beginning. God, our God is a creative God. He used words to bring the world into existence, to bring order and beauty to this world. We can use our speech in a similar way. We can help others with kind words. We can help others with the truth. Share the gospel of Jesus to the unsaved. Give comfort to those that are struggling around us. Express gratitude and love. But what do we use it for? Lies. Lies. And the sort of things that deform reality. (laughs) And this hurts the cause of Christ. His church. His saints. And this world. Isn't it it speech that breaks the churches? Isn't it speech that breaks marriages or lack of speech? Speak the truth. Speak the truth. Again, you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not swear falsely, but you shall perform to the Lord what you have sworn. But I say to you, do not take an oath at all, either by heaven, for it is the throne of God, or by the earth, for it is his footstool, or by Jerusalem, for it is the city of the great king. And do not take an oath by your head, for you cannot make one hair white or black. Let what you say be simply yes or no. Anything more than this come from evil. Here's a few thoughts. Can we have the second slide, please? Again. (laughs) Again. I like that word. Jesus teaching them over and over again. Listen, pay attention. You have heard that it was said to those of old, but I say to you, our Lord Jesus Christ is a king, lawgiver, and a priest, and he's telling us, this is what you heard. Don't swear falsely, but I'm telling you this. Do not take an oath at all. The authority of Jesus, just like Moses and just like Ezra, He's standing before his people and he's telling them how we're supposed to live. Can we go to the next slide, please? Don't swear at all. Just say yes or just say no. The things that you're swearing by all belong to God. Just do what you say you will do. The heaven is the throne of God. The earth is his footstool. Jerusalem, the holy city, is the city of the great king. I love it. I love love it. He's our king. And what's even worse, I think, (laughs) Jesus, he sees us as sheep. And he's telling us, you know what? What's even more? Don't even swear by your head because you cannot even change the color of your hairs. Stop being so silly. This is what he's basically telling them. Look at you. Just tell the truth. Simply, yes or no, anything more comes from evil. Jesus is telling its citizens, tell the truth, be truthful, be be trustworthy, be like me. Right? How can I tell the truth? How can I tell the truth? Any ideas? 
Think, oh, yes, okay, think before you speak. That's a good one. Yes, anything else? How will you know the truth? It's through the scripture. And we go back at this again. Read your Bible. <laughs> Men will never worship God with a sincere heart or be roused to fear and obey him with sufficient zeal until they properly understand how much they are in debt to his mercy. That was said by John Calvin. Read your Bible. Learn about your God. He has, he has done so much for you. He has a plan of redemption from beginning to end, cover to cover. Matthew 15. You don't have to go there. Let me read this for you. What comes out of the mouth proceeds from the heart, and this defiles a person. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false witness, slanders. These are what defile a person out of your heart. So it's a heart issue, right? We're dealing with the heart of the issue. Out of your heart. What do we learn at first? My heart is wicked. So search me, oh God. So I listen to his word because he knows. He made me. He knows. For I am the Lord your God. Consecrate yourselves therefore and be holy, separate, different, of a different kind. For I am holy, separate, different. Of a different kind. Amen and amen. Let us speak truth. So before I go, let me give you one last truth. I'm not an, an expert. I'm not a well-known author. I'm nobody. That's why I'm telling you. The most important thing that you can do as a believer is have a prayer life and reading the scripture all the time. I cannot give you any advice. I wish I could. <laughs> I wish I could fix your lives, but I can't. So I, I'm sending you to the source of truth. Please, for your own sake, read your Bibles. Take it seriously. This is a matter of life and death. He is the father of truth, and the truth will set you free. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, thank you so much for your sweet words. Thank you for your law. Thank you, Lord, for the instruction. Thank you, Lord, for telling me the truth of who I am. For there's no excuse. Even ignorance is no excuse. Help us to understand the responsibility of listening to a message. That this church might be a church that tells the truth, that speaks of truth. That we might have no room for the father of lies in this, in this church. Or I don't know what's going to happen in five or ten years. But I pray that for those that remain here, you might find us faithful. 
us home in peace today. In Jesus' name.